This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I have a personal announcement, though. Uh, I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. He's the coach and chief punk on that Syracuse team. A, a bounty? Yeah. A hundred bucks of my own money for the first of my men that really nails that creep. Uh, that's eight o'clock at the War Memorial, the uh, Syracuse, and the all-new Charleston Chiefs. Thanks, Rich. Eh, not to worry, kid. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. We are back once more to talk about blues hockey. And happily, we're here to talk about a blues win. This was a pretty complete game for the Blues. I thought their defense was just awesome in this game. They cut down on their mistakes from the last couple games. Jordan Bennington played very well. Wasn't tested a lot. Had to make a few good saves. He was battling Vasilevsky, who we all know is a very good goalie. One of the top ones in the game. So it was the type of game you go into it and you just know that the team that can play better defense and the goaltender that plays his best is going to win this game. This would be a very emotional game for the Blues. We all know at the beginning of last year, the Blues were able to sign Pat Maroon, the hometown kid, for the first four or five months of the season, October through January and into February. Just was not playing very well. I think there was a lot of pressure on him. He had his son there in the audience every night at home. And it's got to really be hard for you to come home with high expectations uh, in a city that you love and that the fans love you. He started turning it up in the middle of February, really turned it up in March, and he was key to the Blues winning the Cup. You'll think it's just his physicality, but he scored some key goals, especially that one in the Dallas series. It was just huge. The Blues wanted to re-sign him this year. It just didn't fit into their budget. They needed to move on from him. He had a couple offers. He decided to go to Tampa. And I think it's going to be a good situation and a good fit for him because Tampa's never had problems scoring. Most nights they don't have problems with goaltending because of Vasilevsky. And you know that they needed some grit. They've got some decent defensemen. They don't have great defensemen. What they needed was a guy with grit, and they got Pat Maroon. Before the game, Frank Cusimano was able to catch up with Pat Maroon to talk about this big night coming home. He would finally get his Stanley Cup ring. It was probably a very emotional night, so let's go to this interview with Pat Maroon before the game. Uh, What are your emotions like right now? (laughs) Uh, I'm excited, obviously, to see the ring. and um, It's been too long. I've been waiting for it for too long, but I'm really excited. It's going to be cool. It's going to be an emotional night. and. Um, it's going to be a fun night and obviously a lot of friends and family in the stands tonight to, to watch. So uh, I'm excited. Mom, dad, and son here at the skate today. Yeah. That must have been cool too. Yeah. So it's, we had the dad trip to St. Louis. So my dad gets to stay in St. Louis, but we get to go to Chicago tonight. So uh, he gets to really enjoy it. So so it's nice to have a little dad trip and uh, get everyone here at morning skate, Anthony. So it's uh 
It's been a good morning so far. Usually when they hand rings off to guys who have left, it's in a quiet room hours before the game. What do you think about this being pregame? A little emotional? Uh, I guess. I guess it's, it's neat. I guess it's a change of pace, change of, change of something up. Um, when Doug called me a couple days ago, he told me what was going on. I was, it was an honor for him to present it during the game or before the puck drop. So uh, I'm really excited. It's good to catch up with all those guys this morning. Uh, you know, those are always my good friends over there. I miss those guys over there. They're uh, good friends of mine and will continue to be good friends of mine. And we have something that we, we have memories that will last a lifetime together that we're always going to get together. So it was good to catch up with everyone. During the run you had last year and the love the Blues fans showed you, I'm sure you can anticipate what a great ovation it's going to be tonight. I don't know what it's going to be like. I guess we'll find out when I see it tonight. I guess uh, Blues fans are loyal. Uh, they were behind us all year last year, and uh, we'll see what happens, what kind of, uh, I guess, ovation I get tonight. And then after it's over, you're going to be having full impact collisions with these guys, right? Yeah, yeah it's good. You know, I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning now, and I'm excited I'm with this organization. Uh, we have a really good hockey club in here. Uh, we're, we've hit a little bit of adversity right now, but this is a good challenge for us to play a really good St. Louis team that's at the top of the standings, and you know we know what we're capable of doing, and we got to find ways to get on a roll here. Uh, we we find ways to win two, lose lose two, so we got to find ways to get over that hump. I think we've been playing some good hockey down the stretch here, and uh, we got to find ways to continue that. In the first period, it was a little bit of a back and forth game. The Blues had some opportunities. Tampa had some opportunities. The game had some really nice pace to it. And the first goal to be scored would be by Anthony Sorelli to put the Lightning up one to nothing. And then out to the right point for Shattenkirk. Now Kalorn finds Hedman. Matuzo over to make the play. Kalorn keeps it alive out in front. Score! Anthony Sorelli beats Jordan Bennington. The Lightning take a one nothing lead. Easy finish for Sorelli. Dunn was just puck watching, not paying attention. Earlier I mentioned the Blues had cut down on mistakes. Well, they did cut down on the mistakes in this game. But there was one big one. Vince Dunn was standing in front of the goal between Jordan Bennington and Sorelli. He's watching the puck. He's not watching Sorelli. The pass goes right to Sorelli and he puts it past Jordan Bennington. A bad defensive play. That goal would be Sorelli's third of the year. Killorn gets his 8th assist. Hedman gets his 13th assist. 16 minutes, 36 seconds in. Tampa is up one to nothing, and that's the way the first period would end. The Lightning outshot the Blues 8-7 in that first period. It would be a different story in the second period. The Blues would outshoot the Lightning 18-4, but both goalies came up with some key saves in the second period. Now O'Reilly gets it back. And Petrangelo missed it. Look out. And a break here for Sorelli, shorthanded in the clear. And a save. Rebound. Another save on Kalorn by Bennington. Waiting is Barbashev. Barbashev to the circle. Now a centering pass and a save by Vasilevsky on McEckern. Jordan Bennington made a few good saves, but Vasilevsky really outplayed him in this game. The Blues had 25 shots on goal in the first two periods, and the Lightning only had 12. So if not for Vasilevsky, this would have been a huge offensive breakout game for the Blues. But with that being said, David Perron would finally solve Vasilevsky, 
17 minutes, 24 seconds into the second period. We're tied at one each. Caroms to O'Reilly. Now for Pareko. Backhand pass in front. He scores! Perron gets the rebound, and we are tied. Colton Pareko, who gets the puck. Ryan O'Reilly protects it well. Now, there's nowhere to go for Pareko. He just sends a little, what, about a three-foot saucer pass. It banks off the stick of the goalie, and look who's in front of the net. David Perron positioned in there. Pareko gets the puck. Just puts it towards the net. You could call it a pass. You could call it a backhand shot. Doesn't matter what you call it. David Perron's right there on the doorstep. Puts it past Vasilevsky. And the Blues tie this one up. That goal by Perron would be his ninth of the year. Pareko gets his ninth assist. O'Reilly gets his 15th assist. Can you believe it? O'Reilly already has 15 assists. We go out of the second period. Tied at one each. We knew the third period was going to be fun. It was going to be the same type of game. A little bit of back and forth. Both teams would have some opportunities, but the Blues would have the most opportunities in the third period. And Oscar Sundquist would give the Blues a 2-1 lead just a little over six minutes into the third. And now Vasilevsky steers it high. Bertuzzo races in and does a good job to keep it in. Now Sundquist. Throws one for Thomas. Back to Sunquish. He scores! And you can see the keeping originally was by Bortuzzo. And if he doesn't take that chance to keep it in, this play is dead. One quick play by Sunquist. A blind backhand pass. And boy, oh boy, Sunquist finds the far open area. Beautiful play by Thomas. Some very hard work in the offensive zone both by Bortuzzo and also by Sunquist. Thomas ends up with the puck. Sunquist gets up, heads towards the net, shoots it over the stick side of Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky was hugging the post, and I don't know why he left that much of the net open. It just looked like he didn't know where the puck was, and Oscar Sunquist just beats him cleanly. That goal by Sunquist would be his fourth of the year. Thomas gets his second assist. Six minutes, 16 seconds in, the Blues have the lead. Jaden Schwartz would get a late empty net goal with just five seconds left in the game. His fifth goal of the year. Shin would get his eighth assist, and the Blues win this one three to one. Stats of the game, the Blues outshoot the Lightning 34 to 18. The Blues win the faceoff battle 55 to 45%. The Blues were 0 for 4 on the power play. The Lightning were 0 for 2. The Lightning out hit the Blues 33 to 18. Blocks pretty even. The Blues had 15 to the Lightning 14. The Lightning had seven giveaways to the Blues 11. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Sunquist, Bennington, Robert Thomas, and then Craig Berube on this big win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Play our game uh, for a full 60 minutes. It was a was a while ago since we did did that. So. Uh, Feels like tonight was uh, was finally a night where we were putting up our, our, our complete game for 60 minutes. Is this one of those games where you just kind of had to wear and grind on them, and as the game went on, you were able to do that? Yeah, and, I mean, we feed off uh, feed off when we're when we're hitting people and getting getting the puck down deep and, and grinding them down. Uh, that's when we know uh, that uh, that we're at our best, and uh, that's what we need to do night in and night out. So uh, today was a was a good good night. Can you take us through your goal, just what you saw, how it was set up? 
I hope no one saw that toe pick right before that, but uh, <laughs> awesome pass by by uh, by Thomas there. Uh, kind of kind of similar to to last year against Vegas uh, when he passed me, but this time I, I decided to, to shoot right away and uh, I didn't really really know that it went in. So uh, it was it's nice to see it. Uh, it was laying behind behind Wesselowski. How did you do a great job of uh, getting the puck in deep? You you were super busy back there against a team like Tampa. Yeah, you know I don't know. If the shots are correct tonight, but uh, I think we played a great game, and um, we're going to keep working and keep building as a team. We got a couple more home games here, and uh, look out to have a good week here. How rewarding is it to, to limit a team that high, easily the highest scoring team in the league to just to one goal? And can you maybe address some of the support you had from your D men up front? Yeah, we've been great, and you know they're a highly offensive team with some skill, and uh, they lost Kucherov there in the second period, and um, you know it was a good hit by Schenner, but. That's how it goes sometimes, and uh, yeah, I think the D-man, the fours did a great job coming back, and the PK, we had a number of block shots that, uh, you know, just shows the heart of this hockey club and, and the sacrifice for one another, and it's uh, it's good to see right now. Jordan, when you're watching the guys play as physical as they are and just checking and, and, and being hard on pucks, is that the way you guys have to play in order to win? Yeah, every night it's it's going to be a battle, and every team can play and, and steal games, so, um, you know, you want to you wanna stay at the top, you got to be prepared every game and and uh, and play your best and, and be there for each other and I think we did a good job of that tonight. No little pass to, to Sunquist. Did you see because you were you were flat on the ice? I believe. Did you see see the goal go in at all? Yeah, I actually did see it. Um, yeah, it's a great shot. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it's a nice play all around. Is that just instinct or was he calling was he calling for that one there? Uh, I actually saw him uh, right when I got the puck. I kind of looked looked to my left and you know saw him. I think he actually toe picked right before I passed it to him, but. Um, yeah, no, I saw him out of the corner of my eye and, um, you know, knew it, just had a gut feeling it was the right play to do. That no, that no look, is that just a, a, I don't know, an instinct for you when you get past? You know where he's going to be? Yeah, um, you know, I try and try and trust my gut as much as I can, and, um, yeah, my gut kind of told me he was right there and just threw it there. It's almost like a, yeah, it's almost like a point guard in basketball, <laughs> that kind of pass, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, great play by Bobble keeping it in and then just try and find him with space. What did we take two penalties? Never got a shot in the power play. Pretty good job defensively. Yeah, I thought that we defended well, but you know, uh, they got inside a little bit. Binner had to make some good saves. You know, this wasn't a lot, but he had to make some good saves at times. In order to take their offense away, does it? Well, we did a good. Yeah, we we talked about being you know a good forecheck team tonight. You know, keeping the puck in the offensive zone. I thought we did a real good job of it. Anything uh, you said in particular between first and second? We didn't change much. I I thought our first period was good too. Um, you know, we just talked about just playing a quick game in the second period with the line changes and you know. Um, quick up everything, get it in the offensive zone, keep the shift short, keep rolling them. Guys did a good job of that, I thought. You're looking for more even strength, you know, a couple even strength goals there. Did you like the trend in that direction? Uh, yeah, the lines looked fine to me tonight. Um, I thought that um, Barbershev's line never got a ton of time, but um, I thought the other three lines created tonight. Yeah, it was solid. I thought he was a real good player tonight. I think he had eight shots, maybe six, something like that on that. Uh, scored a goal, you know. I thought he was, you know, doing what he does, skated well. 
I thought that line was good. Great new impressions of uh, Thomas at center. Well, I, yeah, he was good. He was fine. I mean, it's that's his natural position, so we'll see. I mean, he looked good tonight. I thought he had a good game. Well, he's just, uh, I think he's taken a step. Um, his skating has improved uh, for whatever reason, off off summer training, whatever, you know. He's skating a lot better. He's a lot more aggressive of a player than we had when we first got him. You know, he was a defensive forward when we first got him, and, I th- you know, now he's just taking it to another level where <clears throat> he's still good defensively, but he's an aggressive player now. Have you talked talk to him personally about that? About well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I talked to everybody about that, about being aggressive. You know, I think that's got to be our mindset here. That's the way we want to play. And, um, you know, he's done a good job of it. Like, wherever we put him, he performs, in my opinion. It's a team like Tampa, especially in that second period. Colt Perico really looked like he had a spectacular defensive period. Yeah, I thought he was great tonight. He elevated his game. I thought he skated unbelievably tonight um, with and without the puck, recovering. But, again, he had a, you know, he was an aggressive player tonight. You know, I think he had six, seven shots on net, too. Probably missing that five times or something, maybe two though. But could have had ten or eleven shots. Do you feel like as a group the concern, about conserving the energy this morning? Yeah, I don't know. We had good energy. I thought. I didn't. You know, I thought our guys were um, skating well. Every from you know everybody, I thought skated well tonight. Had good jump. So we'll see. I mean, you know, we you got to keep you know messing around with things and changing things. That's just part of it all. About the ceremony and the well, I was great. I was happy for Patty. You know, he's he was a big part of our team winning, big part, and we all love him. So, it's happy to see him get that ring. And you know, hometown boy, that's pretty good. It's pretty so, awesome to see. Did you ever run into him in the hallway? No, it's on the other team though. No. I don't talk to other teams for games. Yeah, I sent him a text. Huh? I text him. You did? Or did yeah, you? I sent him a text. Yeah, congratulated on the stuff. It's very nice to see the Blues get back on the winning track. And what's the key to winning? Putting pressure on the other defense, putting pressure on the goaltender, not allowing your goaltender to have to face a lot of quality shots. And that's what the Blues did. Bennington, probably maybe three or four of the shots on goal against him were quality shots. I mean, anytime you're a goaltender, and your team only allows 18, 19, 20 shots, they're doing a pretty dang good job. Vasilevsky played a very good game too, but it just goes to show you, some nights you can play lights out and your team doesn't support you offensively. I want to talk about Oscar Sundquist for a minute. I have no idea what the Penguins were thinking when they traded him to the Blues and that Ryan Reeves deal. It just makes no sense to me. Maybe they didn't see the potential that the Blues saw in him. And he's definitely reaping the rewards of getting to play. Uh, You know, sometimes a guy gets stuck in a system. The team's got a lot of good players. And you just don't get to play a lot. And once Sunquist started playing a lot for the Blues, he's grown so much. Especially from two years ago to last year. I mean, just a huge, huge growth period for him. Hopefully the Blues can continue their good play against Calgary. Calgary is really reeling right now. 
The Blues need to really take advantage of them. And hopefully we can see the Blues offense come alive. I'd like to see a 4-1, to 5-1, to 5-2 to two game. That would be great. Give that offense some confidence. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.